0: The $100 Startup by Chris Guillebeau One sentence summary. The $100 Startup shows you how to break free from the shackles of 9 to 5 by combining your passion and skills into your own micro-business, which you can start for $100 or less, yet still turn into a full-time income thanks to the power of the internet. My favorite quote from the author is, Plans are only good intentions unless they immediately degenerate into hard work. Chris Guillebeau The $100 startup is Chris Guillebeau's second book and it's very likely to be the only book you need to start your own business. It is the result of identifying 1500 people who've made $50,000 or more with very modest investments often less than $100 and Chris's subsequent focus on the 50 most interesting cases. Based on his case study Chris pulled out a step-by-step framework you can use to find where your passion meets your skills and turn those into an income from your couch. Using nothing but a laptop and some Wi-Fi, in most cases, you can build a thriving software, freelance or education business and scale it as far as you want. Here are three crucial lessons from the book to get you started. One, passion is only one third of the equation. You also need skills and customers. Two, if you want your passion to be more than a hobby, focus on income and costs 3 keep your plans simple because action beats them every time got your hundred dollars ready alright then let's start a business the hundred dollar startup lesson one passion is only one-third of the equation you also need skills and customers this answers the question if I have passion what things do I need next to start a business Thanks to Steve Jobs, we now face a generation where a myriad of people try to turn their passion into their paycheck. While I generally support that with all my heart, I cringe at the level of unpreparedness of most people who do so. Chris argues for a much more practical approach, where you keep your day job at first and start a business on the side. He says passion is only part of the equation, one-third to be exact. The other two parts are skills and customers. You have to find the sweet spot where your passion meets the skills you're good at and the needs of other people, which you can fulfill with those skills. After all, people have to pay you for this to work. For example, while eating pizza might be a passion of yours, and it sure is one of mine, it's hardly a skill that warrants payment and doing it doesn't solve other people's problems. However, making pizzas does. Plenty of people can't make good pizza themselves and are more than happy to pay for one. Or two. You could throw pizza parties in your home, invite friends over, and have everyone chip in 10 bucks for your time and ingredients. That'd make a good start. So be flexible enough to stay open for a skill transformation, where you learn skills adjacent to your passion and then capitalize on those as best as you can, while picking up the rest as you go along. The $100 Startup Lesson 2 Focus on low costs and being profitable to turn your hobby into a business. This answers the question, should I try to get venture capital? Newsflash, unless someone pays you, your passion business is just a hobby. Therefore, you must look at funding, income and costs of your business. Luckily, funding is easier than ever before. Most businesses can be run or at least validated with a website only, thus costing less than $100 to get set up. If you do need funding for a physical product, for example, you can build an audience first and then launch a Kickstarter campaign to help you get together the money you need. In a micro-business, your income mostly depends on your hustle. The more potential customers you reach out to, the more affiliate partners you get on board, and the more traffic you build, the more you'll sell. Be proactive about developing your business and focus on low-cost but time-intense methods like personal outreach, going to conferences, or Google Ads. Lastly, your costs are a great chance to prioritize. With little money left to play with, since rent and food will be major deductibles from your salary, you're forced to invest only in the most important parts of your business, the ones that directly drive sales. So don't light-heartedly drop $1,000 on a website redesign when you could hire a salesperson pe- for a month for that, who might actually help you sell more. Running your passion business should be fun, but it's still a business, and if you don't treat it that way, the only place you'll run it to is into the ground. The $100 Startup Lesson 3 Action beats planning, so keep your plans simple. This answers the question, how much time should I spend on planning for my business? Action beats planning, every single time. Write that on your wall. If you've ever bought a domain name you've never you never ended up using, guilty, or spent an entire weekend making a complex business plan, guilty again, please don't judge me. You know what I'm talking about. Force yourself to put your business plan on a single page of paper and leave anything but the outline for your future self to worry about. Focus on what you'll sell, who your customer is, why they'd buy it, and how you get paid. For example, I sell custom diet plans to busy single moms so they can stay in shape while raising a toddler for $50 a month via PayPal is about as specific as you need to get and answers many questions. Set an aggressive launch date since work always fills the time you make for it, which is called Parkinson's law. And make sure your mission statement fits into a single tweet that's less than 140 characters. Oh, and lastly, when you start a business, suddenly everyone seems to become an expert and will try to give you unsolicited advice, especially if they're not even running their own business. Don't listen to any of it. You do you. My personal takeaways from the $100 startup for 2017. This is awesome. I'm I'm really proud of this uh, summary, I have to admit. Um... I think there are many. There's a ton of good points in here. I wanted to iterate that this book is reminds me a lot of the Four Hour Workweek, but it actually feels a lot more practical, if I'm honest, because the Four Hour Workweek has a lot of complex steps, and not many are p- able to pull off this this muse business idea that Tim Ferriss has, um, because he makes it sound more complex in the book. Technically, uh, implementing it, you could implement it the same way, but it sounds a lot more complex. So I wanted to highlight that, uh, and the first part I want to talk about again is that if that what I did initially for my online business is, um, I. Chris says you can start most businesses for less than $100, right? So maybe you need a website or maybe you want to start set up a website and an email list and you have to pay a bit for hosting and get a domain name, that's it. But what I actually did was I also limited myself in the tools I could use. So what I did, what I said to myself is I'm not going to sell a physical product Uh, I'm not going to do something where I need to invest money first. I'm not going to do something where I need to hire people or buy machinery or buy and resell. I'm not going to do any of that. I really limited myself to that. And I think that's one of the most liberating things because if you say, I'm going to do this with just a laptop and an internet connection, um, your brain gets really creative. Uh, You absolutely limit your costs and... Another benefit this has is that you don't need to take on any money or any loans, especially no venture capital money, because everyone's after venture capital money these days, and there are so many people who could build great businesses that don't need venture capital to to be built. Um... And I think that's a very useful uh, limitation to put on yourself saying, okay, I need to make X amount of money and I'm only going to do it with my laptop and a, and a Wi-Fi connection to make sure you don't waste any money or, or invest any money up front that you never get back, that you never get out, of, out again. Because, And this was addressed in uh, the part where you reinvest into developing your skills Because if you don't have money, what you have is time. And you can put a lot of time into it. Of course, time always means work. And that's the part that most people don't want to do. So they'd rather spend a thousand bucks on a website designer. But if you're okay with losing a lot of time in the beginning or putting in a lot of time, you're not losing it, but putting it in. uh, And going for more hustle, more work, more do-it-yourself, more ghetto. uh, That really pays off in the long run. 100% Um, I can attest to that. So, if you really want to limit yourself, say, laptop, internet connection, domain name, website, that's it. And all of the rest has to come from my own time. I think that's the most practical way to start a business. Um, and then, as Chris says, it's just a lot, a lot, a lot of hard work. Uh, you don't need to plan too much because whatever plan you make, is a lot of them are going to fail. You need to adjust a lot. Um, and... As someone who's wasted a lot of time making business plans and all that kind of crap, I can tell you just get set up, get started, put in the work, do the hard things, and um, watch your business be profitable from day one, which is actually a really cool feeling. So I hope you'll give this a try. It's a really good book, it's very practical, highly recommended, and uh, enjoy the next summary.